0: Awesome. Okay, let's see. We've been speaking about identity for the last few weeks, four weeks. You guys have been enjoying that? Awesome, awesome. So um, this morning I've got a question for you, you know. Um, I want to know, what does the victorious Christian look like?
1: Ooh, oh, sister! Uh, sister! Hi. Can we can we say? Oh my God! Oh, go God told us you were going to ask that question at we're the same so time. can we Come around. Go this way.
0: Okay. Oh, this me. is the right way. Okay. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. I, I guess I wanted an Victory answer. Victory dance. Okay. Hi. Spirit um, fingers. The so blessed <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay.
2: So we were. um, uh, I I awoke from sleep last night at work, apart from Leah, and the Lord spoke to me. And so, then this morning, Leah said the Lord spoke to her. Yes. and Oh, so blessed. So
1: blessed. So, So, um, when I asked the Holy Spirit how should we do this, He said, "Make a top ten list of the top ten signs of a victorious Christian." (laughs) Thank you. So, we'll start with number ten, which is. Do you want to?
2: We have arrived because we only use King James Bibles.
1: That's right. That's right. I don't
2: read King James.
1: Yes, everybody likes the KJV man. Okay. okay. Uh, oh, oh, this is my favorite. Uh, number nine: always raising hands in worship with movement. Raise your so hands, dance around. A little, around, around. little bit dance of this. I, I personally like to do the this or the. You know, the the bowing down that works Rocky
2: field goal touchdown.
1: <laughs> okay. You can um,
2: choose. You can choose.
1: Oh, oh and I think we all know here that we're pretty victorious in this area. Um always on time to church.
2: Oh gosh. Always. We, never late. Do you see this hair? It's we serve perfect. a God
1: of punctuality. Yes, yes, yes we do. He is Blessed. punctual. Okay. Oh, and number seven. We had perfect parents, so oh, we are gosh. perfect parents. Bless
2: them. Praise oh. the Lord for Blessed. the parents. Yeah. The parental yeah. unit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, number six. You should never live paycheck to paycheck.
2: No, no. We have, have our, our emergency fund. Dave Ramsey,
1: financial peace, a um, little bit good. of a good. No vocution. debt, no credit cards. Yes, yes. We yes. cut them up. Praise okay. the Lord. Uh, number five. Children always obey and are clean.
2: Just they're such yes. a blessing.
1: Yes, angels. Oh, thank angels. you. Uh, oh, and if we were to have another child, we would probably name her uh, first name Bethel, middle name Redding. That's so. right, Bethel Redding. <laughs> um,
2: Bethel okay. Redding. Oh, okay. uh, Bethel Redding Micah. Okay, yes, yes.
1: okay. number four. Oh, this, this, how do you do this at work? Oh, so gosh, well, you know, so I, I
2: carry this, this wonderful Bible. <laughs>
0: Need some help. <laughs>
2: I carry it around at work so that everyone knows yeah. my witness and yeah I have and, and we recommend and, um
1: I mean, you know, um, here's the victorious Christian. Here's wave. we we kinda um, like to stay up here. Yes. Um yes. and so we recommend if you want to add a little bit more victory, you could carry some tracks. Yes, I'm not um, ashamed. Where your um Holy Spirit or t shirt, you know, your Jesus t shirt. Uh, sometimes I like to. Holy yeah, Spirit. yeah. Sometimes I like, okay, honey, okay. Jesus yeah. Yes, okay. We like to also wear our WWJD bracelet as a good reminder.
2: Oh, that's right. Or frog, fully um, relying if, on God. If you're God. on
1: Instagram out there, uh, every Wednesday, I post my women crush Wednesday, or my man crush, whatever, Monday, sorry, uh, as Jesus.
2: And I post um, my m- m- woman. Yeah, crush Yeah, with Jesus. a little
1: hashtag bless you know, yeah. for the
2: Father. Yeah. It's not manual. Uh, with your
1: coffee cup and a picture of your Bible.
2: Oh, gosh. Okay. Coffee in the world. So Word. that don't brings us to, to number and three, which is
1: devotion every day. Fasting, yes. fasting, fasting. Can we oh. say it enough? I oh, don't Oh, I'm so. the
2: spiritual lead. I never yes. miss the moment. Okay. Mark. Number
1: two, always speak and pray in tongues the loudest.
2: That's right. Kickstarter so. Mahanda, Mama, my knee hurts. E D D I E. That spells Eddie.
1: yes. Yes. <laughs> Shoot a mosquito. So kickstart a Yeah. So a little bit of a shonda that's a little bit louder, and then that means your prayer is stronger. Coolio. Okay. Uh, number one, and I'm sorry, we have three number ones because it's just so much victory because going on. Because it's victoriously uh, wonderful. Instead of happy wife, happy life, our motto is clean house equals perfect spouse. Oh, yes. And she's yeah. so good. Look yeah. at that. So proud Always of her. Always have my laundry done. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mopping, you know, mm. every day. Oh, just, not
2: just mopping. Just, Hands and knees yes, waxing.
1: Yes. I do have a grade chart Clockwise. for that. Clockwise. I do have a chart at home for that. That's right. Um, and then another number one, <laughs> honey, should I be Not the to be one the be to say this? Not to It's or, humility or. if it's true, right? <laughs> right. Or, yes. or do you want to share the news? Uh,
2: five years, no fighting. Oh. Yes. So precious. <laughs> so good.
1: So never fight. Never fight in your marriage. Always have it together. And the last, number one, that we feel mm. is key to being victor- victorious like as a Christian. like putting
2: in a keyhole. Key, it, it unlocks things. Kind of you know?
1: like the bow and just sealing it up all nicely. Yeah. Uh, no gossip. In prayer requests. Only... Prayer requests. That's right. Right. So mm-hmm. we know we need to pray. Yes, we don't for talk Lisa. about difficult things. No. no, we don't. We don't. No, only sickness. We just only want to submit what I'm about to tell you in the, mm-hmm. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, guise of a
0: prayer
2: request. Yes, and we know that uh, Sister Lisa, the Holy Spirit has already imparted this to her. So yes.
0: Yes. Thank you. Just, mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. That, that's our answer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, just go ahead and um, give it to.
2: Can we even walk well back to our seats. How about that?
0: very very insightful i guess we have a long ways to go before being victorious some of us right yikes okay all right so we're going to shift from the victorious life um back to the real world (laughs) back to where real life actually happens um and actually we carry a false identity with us when we believe everything should go perfect right that's not that's kind of a false identity we we kind of put so much of ourselves if if things don't go like the top 10 list then we are lesser of a christian and jesus does not love us as much and he must be punishing us for some reason so but um, what I want to first go back to, and let's go back to basic Christianity. And I want to first kind of go through a few things of which Christianity is not, okay? So first of all, Christianity, a Christian is not a person, is not a name that we give to a person who comes to church. Like just because all of a sudden, now I go to New Covenant Fellowship and they're spirit filled and they love God. I'm a Christian now, okay? Or I, I go to church over half the year, I am a, that makes me a Christian. That is, that is not being a Christian. Uh, next one, it's not a definition of a good person. So many times we've heard, you know, especially at a funeral, so-and-so was a really good person. They must have known God. Or we can look at a group and say, man, these people are so good. They're good Christian people. How many of you have heard that? <laughs> being a good person does not make you a Christian. Um, It's not something that you try to be. You know, you talk to people and they're like, you know, I'm really trying to be a Christian. You know, it's kind of like if you tell someone, you know, you need to know Jesus. You need to try Jesus like he's a drug or something. You know, that really bothers me. Try Jesus. He works. You know, he's not a drug. We can't try him. Um, Let's see. It's not where you grew up. Sorry, Chris and Leah. you know, some of you have grown up in church your whole life, like well I've grown up in church, or I live in the United States, or I live, I was part of such- and-such revival. I grew up there. I'm a Christian. No, sorry. Eh. Um, or you know, I grew up in a godly Christian home, and we had solid foundation and read the Bible. I grew up that way. I'm a Christian. Sorry, that does not either make you a Christian. Just some common myths that we have. What is a Christian? Basically, just going to touch on this quickly. You know, when we confess Jesus with our mouth that he is God, we believe in our hearts that that he is raised from the dead. It's an act of belief. It's an act of belief of putting our whole trust, our whole life in him. So when we believe about something, we act on something. It's not just like a mental agreement like, oh, yeah, I agree that... You know, Jesus is God. I agree that um, I'm going to have $100 next month. I agree that, you know, it's not that type of an agreement. For an example, let's say if I told you after church the Barry Sanders car place lot, they were going to give everybody a free car if you go there. How many be going getting a free car today? Yeah, if you believed it, you'd be. I would. I'd be like, shoo. So that belief makes you act, right? Um, what if somebody was going to give you a million dollars if you didn't argue with your spouse for a whole month. I believe... Okay, you know what? We're not going to argue with our spouse. I probably won't live together either, but... <laughs> so, um, anyway, so that's... Um, our belief system has everything to do with it. So, let's go to Matthew sixteen twenty four. Good? All right. Um, part of being Christianity. If anyone desires to follow me... Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So, first of all, let's go over to deny himself, okay? In the, you know, walking as a Christian. Basically, um, it means to say no to ourself. We talked a lot about, I know, had a lot of teaching here about our soul and getting it under control and, and versus our spirit but denying yourself and we we also think of denying ourselves like as an initial thing is when we first come to Jesus you know with to deny ourselves you know we put away the old we put away our flesh you know we um it's not about pleasing me anymore it's not about pleasing my neighbor anymore it's just about pleasing Jesus it takes a lot of denial we could go through that and that's but that thing is something that happens every day. You know, when we get up. And I think too when like the older I get, it's like um I I I get so set in my ways. Things that are comfortable for me. Well, I like doing things a certain way. I like, you know, I have a certain order that things to go in. And sometimes when the Lord is calling me to go down a different path, it's very uncomfortable. (laughs) And so you're denying what you want to do and to to follow the Lord. So it's totally a denying of yourself, of your own desires. Maybe it's you're putting away a past life, your your old habits, your way you used to think, um, your language that you used to carry, you know, um, habits that we have. Um, I know that when I became a Christian, of course, that's when things are real evident. I just wholeheartedly sold out, and I gave away my friends. I, you know, I didn't have horses anymore. That was huge, huge, huge for me. Um, everything that, that I used to be so involved in, um, I put that to the past you know, and said, you know, Jesus, you are more important than that. To to follow a new path that he had me on, and I'm I'm learning that that's really such a daily, daily decision. It's not like once upon a time ago I denied Jesus. You know, it's something that we wake up every day and we have to deny our flesh and do what he is calling us to do that day. Um, See, I'm going to go to Matthew 16:25, the next verse, and so it says. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So, to, you know, to do that is to put out of the way entirely, to abolish, to destroy. Just again, I'm just reiterating the point. It just means to say no to yourself, you know, saying yes to the Lord. So, um, back to Matthew 16:24. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross. Really, take up his cross. That's not like his cross. That's like his. That's like my cross. Take up our cross, you know. And so that's kind of where I want to get a better picture of what that actually looks like this morning, taking up our cross. Um, The cross uh, symbolizes a lot of things in the Bible. One thing, it's it's our suffering, you know. The cross is uh, symbolizes death. You know, the cross also symbolizes sacrifice, um, a symbol of death. It's, it's, a, it's a death to our plans and desires, but it's also a place of sacrifice. Uh, Romans 12.1, it says, um, get that up there? You're so good. Um, and so, dear brothers and sisters, and this is the, the New Living Translation, because translation, I really like how that, that reads. Okay. Um, It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that will find acceptable. Got to turn around. My my writing's horrible. (laughs) The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Or Another translation also will say, This is our spiritual worship. So, okay, we are to be the living sacrifice, right? Um, One thing I want to go back to real quick, and I'm going to touch on this basically. I want to go back to the sacrifices, back to the Old Testament, back to the altar. Now, I am not doing any teaching on altars or sacrifices. There's many altars. Thank you, love. Awesome um, I'm not going to go into all of them. This is just very brief I'm touching on on just a few of this first of all uh the the offering the lamb that was perfect that was unblemished, unblemished first was was cut open all the blood was drained out of the of the sacrifice. Then what happened is they took the blood and they sprinkled it on the horns of the altar, representation of the sacrifice that Jesus shed for our sins, okay? Um, and then the meat was laid on the altar. Uh, the interesting fact that's about the, the, the meat that was actually laid on the altar and sacrificed, the really interesting thing was all the sacrifices were seasoned with salt, and I read that of two different places that all sacrifices were seasoned with salt. I thought, hmm, so when I think of seasoned with salt, it instantly took me to another scripture. Does anybody have an idea of what that scripture is? Uh huh. And I will love to read that. <laughs> that is, um, yeah, Colossians. I had it written down. Right here. Let me look for a second. Oh, here it is, right here. It says, let our speech be seasoned with grace, seasoned with salt. It talks about our speech, being seasoned with grace and being seasoned with salt. Praise is coming out of our mouth. What we say, our declarations, our worship, our sacrifice, being seasoned with salt. I thought that was so awesome. Jesus was the sacrifice. Okay? The cross was the altar. When we come to worship, we are the living sacrifice. Okay? And we're bringing ourselves, we're bringing our mess, we're bringing our flesh, we're bringing our desires, and we're laying them at the altar of worship. We're being the living sacrifice. We're bringing them to the cross. It's a place of sacrifice. So, and we and we know it's sacrifice because as we bring our worship, when we bring ourselves, our our ways are changed. We're changed. Sacrifice is a place where the natural and the supernatural meet. The cross, the cross is where a natural thing when Jesus was going through that. He's raised again, the supernatural met. As we come into worship, when we come and we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, we are coming and we're laying them at the altar, kind of like we're heaven meets earth. And we're ready for supernatural. And it's not something that necessarily happens um, automatically, it's the giving of our hearts. It's the, here, here, Lord, here am I, I'm giving this to you. It's an entering in. It's a giving our whole self. So, you know, sometimes when we start out as doing that, we come into worship, we just think, oh, this is some really good songs. Yeah, this is really upbeat, you know. And we are kind of dealing with our flesh like... I don't feel like being here. I don't feel like doing this song. My wife made me come. Woo, okay, but I'll clap my hands because everyone else is doing it kind of thing. Um, and then it, it also was, uh, we come in and it was like, well, I don't have to. You know, it might just, I would put my hand in my pockets, but it would be kind of awkward. I would mess something up. I don't have to do that. Nope. I like Jesus, and I'm just going to keep my hands right here, and I'm just going to watch everybody because I don't have to do that. You know, or sometimes you know, we have an idea of like well nobody can make me, no one can make me. Well no one made Jesus either. He did it willingly. You know. He wanted to do it. He he knew what the cost was and he was willing to pay that cost. So, you know, or like we like things to be comfortable for us to worship. Too hot in here this thing doing fine? Okay. It's too hot in here. It's too cold. It's too quiet. It's too loud. This isn't my style. I don't know the song. We have all these things that we bring, all this stuff that we bring in to worship, and we just wrestling with it. We're wrestling with our, wrestling with our flesh. We had a maybe a fight with a spouse on the way here and the kids, and we had to tell them to just shut up a few times. I'll oh, be quiet. Just get back there. And we're going to go praise God. Hallelujah. And down the road we go. But did Jesus die in a comfortable altar? No. Things are not comfortable. It probably hurt. As we come in and we're, we're giving that, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a death. It's a death that we experience in our body when we come and we say, you know, this is going to make absolutely no sense to the natural mind. But the sacrifice is our daily, daily today life that we live is essential in giving our whole self, our whole heart, giving ourselves as an offering unto the Lord. And, you know, and it's not about the big show on Sunday morning. It's not about going, oh, we're here. Now we can feel God. I mean, I like, Okay, I do like when things happen. It's kind of cool. You know, it's like, oh, this is so awesome. But you know what it's about? It's about a changed heart. Like, it's what happens, is the connection between what happens between me and Jesus at this moment. And when I get my perspective correct, when I come in and I say, Jesus, I'm just going to give you my whole self, whatever that looks like this morning. And I really don't care what the husband says. I don't care what... You know, so you're gonna say what the wife says. I got that, okay. I don't care what my kid says. I don't care if people are looking at me because I'm the show like, oh my goodness, what's that lady doing? I want to give my whole self because when I am done with worship, when I am done, and I'm not talking about Sunday mornings. We're talking about Monday through Saturday. It's a daily, daily decision that we get up and we give ourselves to the Lord and we get our mind focused on what he wants us to do. We get our mind straight and 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 see things from his perspective, and not seeing things from our perspective. Worship is a powerful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a supernatural thing. I mean, you go to these concerts and you see, you know, all these young people. I'm sure there's old people who do it too, but I'm just going to pick on you know the young. And they're just like going crazy, and they've got, you know, all this stuff rep- representing their rock style, lifestyle band, and it's like, well, it's who I am, man, you know, or whatever they say. And they, they, they go there, and when they leave there, they're, they're the same person. But when we get to come here, and we get to come at home, and we get to say, Jesus, I am here for you. I am sacrificing my time for you. I am laying down everything for you. I'm giving you my whole heart. I'm giving you my mind. I'm giving you my will. I'm giving you my emotions. And I'm going to lay it all down right here for you. What do you have me to do, Jesus? I offer my whole self up to you. And we hear his voice. And He He, he feel Peace. And he, he says things that we dare not believe in our, about ourselves. Like, Lisa, God, you are awesome. No, I'm not. That's a prideful thought. Well, let's get back in the word. Where his thoughts toward us outnumber the sands of the sea, and they're all good thoughts. What does the word say? I can do all things through Christ Jesus, who gives me strength. Even come on Sunday morning and preach a sermon. Seriously, you want to talk about getting out of your comfort zone? You know? Okay, kill me now, God. (laughs) Oh, CJ, you don't need me this Sunday? That's fine, honey. That's okay. Why don't you go let somebody else preach? I'm fine with that. I'll back up, darling. Like, oh, no, baby doll, you don't. Thank you very much, darling. Sacrifice, here we come. But it's not about our comfort level. So sometimes that does look like our mess. It looks like our heartache. It looks like our infirmity, our bad day. And we're giving that to the Lord. We're bringing that sacrifice of praise as it talks about in Hebrews 13. I want to read that real quick because I thought that was a really good verse and I didn't give it to people. Let me look that up. Hebrews 13, 15 and 6. And, and understand, I know that sacrifice is not just worshiping God. There's a lot that has to go on with sacrifice. But this morning we're talking about worshiping God. And that is a huge part. That's a huge foundation. That's a huge place of identity that we need to identify with. Oh, we're in the Old Testament, aren't we? Oh <laughs> uh, No, we're in the New Testament. Y'all, are like, she's crazy. I know. I'm sorry. There we go. Okay. It says, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. It says, do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifice. God is well pleased. So it says, don't forget to do the good. That's the sacrifice. But it says to let us continually make sacrifices of praise god continually it's like a place where we live on a day-to-day basis is the praise is the sacrifice is you're going through your day and all of a sudden you're like oh jesus thank you you are so good i love you so much you are so awesome (laughs) i thank you for and just just let your heart go Lord, I'm so thankful just for an awesome spouse that you gave me. I just thank you for healthy children. I thank you. For, and I just you just start remembering all the good stuff throughout the day of how God is good. And you acknowledge him for that. Because I tell you, that something else is going to invade your mind. And it's going to be all the junk that comes to your mind. Like, man, I'm not as good as so-and-so. I'm not living up. I'm not doing a good job. I really, I really suck at being a good employer. I really stink at this. Boy, I can't wait to go home and turn on my, my TV and sit back and relax. Man, I deserve a break after a day like today. You know, you can kind of fill in the blank of the thoughts that keep coming into our mind. Oh, I wish I could be good enough so God would love me. Oh, I just had such a bad... If anyone could relate and know how horrible I have it, you know, they would understand. It's daily, daily. And I I don't even put headphones on in my house, so I can't hear any of the other noise. Or even if I'm out and about on my my phone or whatever I have, I'll put something in. Just have the Lord just give you a song that just ministers to your heart, just to give it up, you know, whatever that is. You know, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender all to you. Lord, I'm here to please you. I'm here to serve you, Lord God. You're my all in all. I mean, just even the songs that we sing on Sunday mornings, or maybe there's some other good old songs that when you hear, you're just like, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're with me, that I'm not alone. And it's a constant, constant reminder that God is here. God is with you. Very tender place, that time of worship. So, when we talk about living a victorious life, (laughs) it's not a place that we've already arrived. How many know you have to actually have a battle before you have a victory? And sometimes I go through my day and I'm like, I've got a lot of victory heading for me today. (laughs) All right. I mean, you know, God is so good. He is for us. He's not against us. He wants us to be victorious. We have things in our lives that we get to overcome. It's not a place where we, we get to be stuck. You know, we're his treasure. You know, God is setting us up for success. We don't hear that. We don't say that a lot because we're so scared of Failure. And we're so scared of our life not looking what we think it ought to look like. And since it doesn't look like what we think it should be like, we don't think of ourselves as succeeding in Christianity or being victorious or being on top of the situation. You know, some of the things that we, um, <laughs> that we beat ourselves up for is pretty lame. You know? Things that, things that we compare ourselves, like this is what we should be like versus this is what the Word of God says we should be like. You know, so we look at our laundry. I know husbands, you don't. Maybe you look at your wife for that. Ah, okay, whatever. You go whatever the man thinks, okay? I'm not earning enough money. Man, if I could just get my wife what she wants or needs or wants. Man, if I could just be smiley all day and happy and joyous because Jesus is so real. <laughs> You know, if my life during the day could look at, I'm never going to lose my temper, never, and I'm never going to think anything bad. It's always going to be good. And my children are all going to love me, and they're not going to be rebellious, and that means I've succeeded. But Chris and Leah, you guys are late. You missed something really good. If, my, if, if um, my husband and wife just got along, if my husband just saw everything how I did, what a victorious life it would be. Maybe if I had a husband or if I had a wife, oh, Jesus would really love me. But we have all these false things that come up through our day that we compare ourselves to, or we look at so-and-so and we think, they don't have any problems. They've got perfect children. You know, look at them. They, they don't have any complaints at all. They're so good. I wish I could be like them. And I just want to say that that, and I am going to say that's, just, that's false. That, that's not living the wonderful, victorious Christian life. That's just whining about things because they're not going our way. We need to focus on what the word tells us to, not expectations of ourselves. So we look at, think of things that matter. How well do we love others? How well do I love so-and-so at, because they've just been talking rudely and badly behind my back? How do I treat the person who cuts me off in the middle of the road? I was in an, almost in an accident last week. Like It was, could have been really bad. I thank you, Jesus. I don't know how I didn't get smacked. It was a rainy, bad day in a, in a truck. A school bus almost side-rammed this truck, and the truck went in the other lane. Well, I think he was just so nervous after that happened. He was just, I don't know, but he just came right in front of me and... The first part of my truck, I I slammed my brakes. Thank you, Lord. my The brakes worked. Because you know how when it rains, sometimes they can lock up and do kind of weird things. Or the road says, oh, I'm too wet. You're not going to stop here. You know, just those things. Because we were going to the speed limit. So it wasn't like slow traffic. And he came over. And I laid on my horn. Beep! You know? And... He got in front of me. I'm like, I don't know how that happened, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that happened. And of course, he's in front of me. And so I I, I put my horn on again because Christians want to remind others, hey, you cut me off, right? That's just how we do things. And he was like, man, you almost hit me, buddy. And then as I'm driving, I see him. He has a little girl in the back. because there's a double cab. And I could see the lady there. And he just went like this in in the mirror. And I'm like, okay. I forgive you. Okay. We're done. I'm backing off. I'm not going to ride your butt. I'm going to be, I'm going to take, you know what I mean? (laughs) Even when we're driving, can we love one another? Even if I don't think you deserve it, can I love you? And what does that look like? Go to Corinthians 13 on your own time and see what that looks like. How well do we forgive others? And that hold punishment over their heads. I forgive you, but boy, are you going to pay for that? Oh, yeah, I forgive you, husband, for getting an iPhone 64. But boy, you'll pay for it tonight. That is kind of real, but I didn't really punish him. I'm just saying. It's just kind of funny. Okay, ask me later. But we do that. You know, oh, you know how we do? how do we do this, wives? No sugar in your coffee tonight, you know you can laugh it's okay if you understand what i meant but we do we do you know just the punishment we don't forgive how well do we we look at ourselves and we say you know i'm not going to judge the person for the mess they're going through because i don't know what i would be like if i went through their mess how well do we do that <laughs> to me the, and those are things that are daily things that we get to practice daily Daily, we walk in love. Daily, we walk in forgiveness. Daily, we walk in and not judging others. Daily, we walk in conforming to the image of Christ. Daily. It's not a wham, bam, I'm arrived. Woohoo, I'm there now. It's a daily thing. It's an act of death. It's an act of sacrifice. It's an act of giving ourselves, saying everything that feels my emotions are saying and screaming out right now. I'm going to worship, and I'm going to put those at the altar and bring them. I'm going to sacrifice this to the Lord, because Lord, you're more important than me right now. You're more important than the way I feel. It's that daily. How well do we? How well do we worship? <laughs> those are the things that matter. Those are the things that, when someone looks at your life, they can say you're victorious, not because of how wonderful you and your husband's relationship is because I know how so-and-so treated you and you're still loving them? Like, you still want to do kind to them and not tell the whole church of how bad they treated you? Wow, that's God. That is God. I'm going to tell on somebody here. I had a really good friend who was in the hospital last year and almost died. And she um, had some a doctor who was seeing her kept putting her off and saying, oh, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And obviously they med-flighted her to OKC because she was no fine. And um, I was talking to her parents, um, her mom, and and I'm like, and I'm raging inside because I'm like, you know, this doctor totally misdiagnosed her. He didn't catch the symptoms. You know, this is like my close, close, close friend. Like Michelle is like, Michelle's my sister, okay? She is... She is my sister. And I'm thinking, I I was like kind of enraged that the doctor here in Stillwater just treated her the way he did, sent her home, and she could have been dead within a few hours. It was that close. And so I'm talking to to my other mom friend, and she's like, well, yeah, but you know, we're just, she just kind of floated the boat right over that. That that wasn't even, we just thank God for, he caught this, and we just praise God. She, like, no bitterness, that is godly living. You know, I'm humbled by that. It's like, I wasn't going, oh, Candy, your life is so perfect now. You love Jesus. It's like, I see things like that and how well that they love. And, and it's like, oh, my goodness, that's Jesus. I think we get this false identity as well from the Proverbs 31 woman. Anybody want to raise your hand with me? Oh, I'm a godly woman because I follow A, B, C, and D. You're a godly woman when you can learn to love your husband. You can learn to love your children. And you can learn to love people who are hating you and saying horrible things behind your back. And you're a professional lover. You're a professional forgiver. That is true Christianity, brothers and sisters. But we have It's a sacrifice. It's a denying of herself as picking up that old cross, picking up our cross. I want to, let's go to the, um, say the treasure verse. We're going to go to Yep, Matthew. I think 13:44. Yes, thank you very much. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. You know, this verse so represents Jesus and what he found. He found you. He saw the treasure in the field. And he went and he gave everything up. Do we see sometimes the treasure that God has in us? Do we see that we're that treasure? Can I see that you're that treasure? And that it cost Jesus everything he had to purchase that land. How much he loves you. How much he loves me. <laughs> How much that we get to give ourselves in return. How much we get to offer our whole bodies as a sacrifice. He deserves all of us, brothers and sisters, every part of us. And that's kind of scary. Can I just say? That's kind of scary. And it's something that we learn um, day by day, like daily we learn, oh, <laughs> I thought I wasn't fearful anymore. And then something came up and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Lord, you want me to post a scripture on Facebook and reveal my heart when I have so many people who could bite me right now? <laughs> Lord, how about I just hang out with people who like me and agree with me? That would be safe. You know, like, I'm just going to draw people to me who think like me, who know me, and who like me. And everyone else has to stay away. That's safe. Not Christianity, but that's safe. That's that's easy. I like friends. I like my friends who like me. Anybody else like that? I love my friends who like me. And I have to love everyone else because the Bible tells me so. Sometimes, seriously, isn't that how we act sometimes? Okay, I know you don't. That's me, okay? That's me. (laughs) But he deserves all of us. When we come Monday through Saturday and we're presenting ourselves to the Lord as a sacrifice... And we come Sunday morning and we get to do that. You know, Sunday morning, I, I may have said this, but I'm going to say it again. Our worship service is a representation of what Monday through Saturday looks like in our lives. That's true worship. And then as we come Sunday morning and we all get to offer together and partake of Jesus and Die together. That's awesome. That's awesome, and it's what happens in my heart. That is the true, the true change of what happens when he 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 leads me into doing and he leads me into becoming. So I'm going to go through a f- just a few things um, in worship. Um a lot of i know we come from different denominations and different beliefs different things but part of us giving our herself our whole body our whole strength one thing that we do is we lift our hands and worship Has anybody ever seen anyone lift their hands before <laughs> lifting our hands it's a symbol of surrender bible tells us to lift our hands when we pray It's just to lift our hearts and our hands. As we're lifting our our hands, we're lifting our hearts. We lift our hands and we need help. When our soul is thirsty, it says to lift your hands. Lifting our hands. Now, sometimes that's hard. If you've never lifted your hands before, that's an act of surrender. How many remember the first time they lifted their hands? You know, it's kind of like, oh, everyone's looking at me. You know, (laughs) And it's it's part of the sacrifice. It's part of us giving ourselves. At least I don't have to do that to worship God. You have to give your whole self. You have to present your whole bodies as a living sacrifice. And I can tell you, I've been on both sides of that fence. And when I lift my hands, there is nothing more freer than lifting my hands and saying, God, you are so good. Jesus, I love you. There is nothing more freeing. Than being able to freely lift your hands to express yourself. Nothing more freeing. And there's a whole bunch of scriptures, you can go look them up. What about when we dance? You know, dancing can be an act of prophetic victory, declaration of victory when we dance. It says it's an act of celebration. David danced before the Lord with all of his might. As we praise his name with the dance. Dancing is a way of celebration. Yes. How foolish you feel when you dance. <laughs> is it a comfortable thing? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be a fool. David was a fool. Perfect example. And his wife looked on him and despised him. And he's like, hey, woman, I'll be even more indignified than this. You think, you think that's bad? Here, watch this. <laughs> it's a giving of ourselves When we dance before the Lord, and I understand people can't because you are knee or hip or back. And, you know, I understand that. I mean, I'm not just saying if you don't dance, you're bad. You can't, you know, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying it's something the scripture tells us to do, and we get to enjoy freedom. We get to enjoy movement. So many times religion makes us do this. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to worship God. This is my sacrifice. You know, yeah, I know you're sacrificing. Sometimes fear man grips us because of we think people are loony. Oh, okay, I'm loony. Sorry. We think people, oh, well, you have abused it. But it's not what about other people have done or not done. It's about us. It's about me. It's about where I'm at. What am I willing to give up? We can kneel and worship. We know that. Kneeling is a place of humbling ourselves, humility. A Time when we get before God, maybe we're quieting ourselves. Maybe we're just listening. The Lord tells us to kneel. I remember even a season in my life when the Holy Spirit was wanting me to kneel, and I was terrified to kneel. I was so scared. He was like, you, why don't you just kneel before me? No. Like, I don't know why, but I was, like, really scared of that. Okay? I know no, none of you have ever been through this, and that's okay. But I'm just telling you my story. I was terrified, like, uh, just, why don't you just kneel before me? No, I don't want to kneel. I don't want to kneel. And all of a sudden, it was bugging me so bad. I mean, you know how when the Holy Spirit is just asking you to do something, and ask me to do something, it's not because he's mad at you, he's running to punish you, he's just like saying, oh, why don't you just kneel, why don't you surrender to me, and I'm like, oh, it's so scary, it's so scary, and so I remember being at someone's house one time, and we're, we were staying the night with them, and we're watching the movie, and all I could think about was kneeling before the Lord, that's all, oh, I could not even enjoy my movie, right, and so I'm like, I'll be right back, and I went in the bedroom, and I was like, Okay, there, I'm kneeling. Is this okay? <laughs> it's like, see, I can do it. Okay. And that's all it took. I mean, I know how silly that sounds. God uses the silliest things in our lives for us to conquer, you know, for us to get over it, right? That's all it took. And then when, and the next time we had a meeting, a worship thing, and he's like, why don't you kneel? I'm like, yes, I'm going to kneel because I don't want to do it in the middle of a movie anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> If someone sees me, they think I'm being super spiritual. It's not about them, it's about you and your sacrifice to the Lord. My favorite one is shouting. We can shout, Hallelujah! <laughs> and there, there are actually Bible verses that talk about that. I know you don't believe me. I probably don't have the right shouting is a declaration of freedom shouting brings down the walls in our circumstances it can bring down the walls of the atmosphere that are heavy it tells us to make joyous noise to praise him with a great shout Praise God with a loud voice for his wonderful works, for his wonderful deeds. He tells us to do that. And, and I, I really like if I can, in Ezra, probably can't pull anything up last minute, can you? I have a Bible, and I'm going to turn to there. I'm going to go to Ezra um, 311, because there was something that was so awesome I read in Ezra. And I'm, I'm not going to, re- I'm going to just kind of highlight what, but you can go there. This time maybe I'll beat you. Ah, got there. Okay. I'm just going to kind of glance over. I'm not going to read word for word. They sang uh, responsibly, praising and giving thanks to the Lord. All the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord. Uh, And then it also says, it said, yet, and then it goes down to 12. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It says, Many shouted aloud for joy, so that people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the sound was heard afar off. There's some freedom happening there. don't be afraid of the shout don't be fearing lifting your voice you know when we hear people are singing and they're going whoa whoa and you're like that's not a scripture that's not a word it's a joyful noise make a joyful noise Not one that's on tune or key. Make a joyful noise. Let the spirit well up within you. And you feel that shout and you can just cry out, Jesus. Because that's what it's about. It's all about Jesus. And that takes sacrifice. When you're offering and you're presenting your whole self to, to the Lord. And it's a process. I know. I get that. I get it. I, I get worship is such a process because we so like to be stuck where we're at and be comfortable. Okay, I like to be comfortable. Maybe you guys don't. I like to be comfortable. I don't like people gawking and going, that lady is crazy, you know? All the voices that come in your head. But what if, just think for me, what if, what if the Bible is true and it says to offer your whole self to the Lord? What if you do that? And you get freedom and breakthrough in areas that you've never had before. What if healing comes to your body as a result of you breaking forth and offering your whole body as a sacrifice? Seen it happen many times. Well, Lisa, I can do what I want to do and still get breakthrough. Well, have fun with that. Has it worked yet? Has it? because it has it with me, it just makes my heels go digger in the ground saying, I don't have to be like you. I'm not trying to be like you. I'm trying to be like Jesus. I'm I'm trying to be pleasing to him. I'm offering my whole body to him. Not to you. Not to the worship team. I don't want them looking down and going, Whoa, boy, are you spiritual today, church? I want to be pleasing to him Monday through Saturday. And as I come here on Sunday morning... I can freely give it because I know what I just died and what I just went through during the week. And I want to share that celebration with my brothers and sisters as you guys do. And he inhabits our praises and he comes and he dwells amongst us. And when he comes down because he sees his body and his kids loving on him with everything, with all they got, because they're not embarrassed, they're not ashamed, (laughs) they don't care what they look like, They just want more of him. That speaks something. Because what happens when we get up from that is we're not the same. Your husband or wife will say, honey, wow, you haven't yelled at me the last 12 hours. What's wrong with you? Is there Jesus? Maybe the fruit will be your children saying, boy, mom. Or dad sure has a lot more peace. Boy, you, you, you sure aren't looking at the things the same way you used to. But even a changing of our mindset, when we're going in a situation, it doesn't mean, I want to make this point too, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden we worship and boom, life is wonderful now. Wow, everything's going so good in our house and our job and we have so much money now and oh gee whiz. I never ran out of gas this week in my car, and I've got to sail it to Aldi and so I can feed you know I mean, doesn't mean that doesn't mean that people are still aren't going to be speaking behind your back and throwing knives at you with their mouths, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that things are changing out there. It means things are changing in here. It's your heart. That's what he's after. He's after your heart. That's what he wants. He wants your heart. Does any of this seem hard? <laughs> Humbling? <laughs> Maybe sacrificing? <laughs> and it is a learned thing. I understand that. I didn't become a Christian and go, yay, now I'm going to be this way. I mean, the Holy Spirit had to show me, had to teach me. I had to learn. I had to dare. I had to get over fear. Fear is a big monster. Or I would see, I'd go to these conferences and I'd see people worshiping so freely and I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. But people in my church don't do that. Oh, I wish I could really shout because it'd be great because that really, I felt so much release in the spirit and But people in my church don't do that. Or if they do, they're like, world, what was that? Thankfully, we don't have that here. But it was a learned thing. It was a process. And so I wanted to say worship for after this. Because I wanted us to understand that when we come, when we come here on Sunday mornings, start preparing your heart to come into Worship. We come in and we struggle with so many things when we get here, you know Struggle with the nursery workers. I understand. I've I've had six children and they've all been in the nursery and Getting them here can can be quite the monster and being on time But learn how to engage in that learn how to engage your heart In the worship do it monday through saturday And then come on sunday morning and engage your heart If you've never maybe raised your hands before, today's a great day to be a first day. I promise not too many people will look at you, and they really don't care about you, just to be honest. (laughs) I always think, oh my goodness. They're going to say, oh my goodness, Heather is raising her hands. (laughs) They don't care. It's like, I want to care what is Jesus thinking about me right now. Maybe you've never danced, or even did this. I used to be scared to dance because back in the day, you'd have to dance like this. Let's see if I can do it, like this, like a cheerleader thing. And I'm like, that is so awkward. Like that. I, I don't even know what that 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 that, that was. I, I understand it was great back then. I'm not trying to mock it, but I'm just saying, as a young person coming in, I'm like. <laughs> Okay, I that's 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 okay, but it's all right. <laughs> the Lord moved me out, and I know now there's many different ways to dance, and we're free to dance <laughs> in different ways. Thank you, Lord. So, <clears throat> um, so so maybe it's just gonna start with you know like okay, I'm gonna I, if I just do this if I move, shock your spouse, make her go, oh my goodness. Take your hands out of your pocket, let your heart go. Get on your knees. Let your fears go. Maybe there comes a time in worship when people are going, Yes, Jesus, we love you. And you're like, I want to do that. Do that. But I might not be led of the Spirit. What's that? Raise your hands. We're not talking about people being so out of control and, and like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when you're out of control, like the order, not being in order, you know? So like they're singing a tender moment, Jesus, I love you. Yes! You know, you're like, huh. okay, that might not be the right timing. But what I'm saying is, let your heart go. Let your heart go. Offer yourself up. Romans 12.1. It says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Mark 12, 30 says, To love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Mark, and the last one. Which is Mark Mark Matthew I don't remember if you got that Matthew verse twenty four. Thank you. Six and twenty four it says If anyone desires to come after me, after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross. And now let's follow him. We're going to go into worship. And the worship team can come on up. That's fine. And this is, you know, this is a fear thing I had to get over in myself even. I'm still learning how to get over fear. It's a constant thing that you're getting over fear. And you think you've defeated it and then something else comes up and bites you again, right? CJ, do you want to add anything? Anything? darling so i want to open it up and i'm just going to ask you guys just to be real you know it's all about giving your heart to the lord presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice before the lord it's about giving yourself holy holy to him so i just want to invite you to worship i'm going to move this thing out of the way or my husband will This is open. You can come up if you want. I'm not trying to have you do something ultra ultra scary. If you want, worship in your seat. But take the risk. Do something you've never done before. Open yourself up. Allow the Lord to minister and just to love on you. Just love on him. Just love on you. If
2: you just close your eyes with me real quick, and I was just thinking of a couple of verses. One in the Old Testament, it says that the eyes of the Lord are looking throughout the earth, looking, looking, I'm paraphrasing, looking for those whose hearts are totally his so he can show himself strong on their behalf. The eyes of the Lord are looking all over the earth. He's looking for people whose hearts are totally his so he can demonstrate his power, show himself strong through them. And then in John chapter 4, it says that The Father is seeking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and truth. It says, for such, the Father is looking for. He's looking for those who will worship him. Does he have to look any further? That's my question. Does he have to look any further? Let's just give our hearts to him. And I thank you, Father, that we are making the choice and the decision because of the grace that you offer, that we will offer ourselves to you daily, that we will not let it just be a Sunday activity, but it will will be a lifestyle, that we will come after you, Father, and we will lay our hearts at your altar and worship you and freely give of ourselves and enjoy you. Lord, you are worth it. And you so desire for us to be more like you and to change our hearts and to change our lives. And, Lord, we know that happens in your presence. And so from this day forward, we choose to walk with you. We choose to give of ourselves. And we thank you that you invite us in. Thank you, Jesus.
3: It's not time to leave yet. because. I hear the father saying, there's so much more of me that you have not discovered. There's so much more of me that I want you to see. And it will come through worship. I want to reveal myself to you. I hear the father say. And there are many here who have not had that example of a father that is godly. And he's wanting to heal your heart. He's wanting to show you what he's really like. He's wanting to embrace you. You can run to him just like the prodigal. He's waiting Watching, and he wants us to embrace him without hesitancy, without condemnation, but to know him and the love that he has for us. He is a good, good father. And he truly wants us to know him. We don't have to wait till we go to heaven to do that. He's ready to reveal himself to us. Show us who he is. I feel such a precious love of the Father this morning. So open your heart for God to heal it. You didn't have a good experience with your father. Let him reveal himself to you. And if you did have a good experience, there's more. He has so much more for us. So much more for us. There's a lot of undiscovered country. (laughs)
2: Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask the worship team if you guys would do that one song again, the Good, Good Father again. And I just want to open the altar up. And if if you have to go, that's fine. Just slip out quietly, and that's fine. But if you just want to draw close, if you just want just to allow the Lord just to minister to you more, we just want to take this opportunity and, and not just rush and be quick. So if you have to go, God bless you or dismiss But if you want to come up to the altar or just continue to worship, let's just let the Lord love on us some more.